of that frog was dreadful but that's what they chose to go with <laughs> oh. Oh. now that Barnsley frog that is a joke um <laughs> oh topical Douglas Adams is spinning in his caravan it, mm, is it no it's it's a static hey <laughs> welcome fucking hell ladies and gentlemen to the last gasps of two dying men yes um, it's been a <laughs> long week for us both it has. In fact, it's been so long. The last episode you guys heard was two days prior to when we recording this. Yes. <laughs> it's been a two-day week. Yes. Um, so if you're thinking, why have they missed out on all the big news stories? Um, one, what big news stories? This is, for, this is free. Stop complaining. Yeah. <laughs> and two, um, busy week ahead. So recording this episode slightly early. But I'm not going to make any jokes about what predicted stories might happen because the last time we did that, it happened. Yeah, that and it wasn't a good mm, one. We can oh, do never you know okay. do that again. Or unless, oh my god, I can't wait for us both to win the lottery this week. Oh, what a good! Well, I can't wait to start playing the lottery this week. <laughs> oh damn! Yeah, that's a joke. Keeks, that... Keeks plays it every week. She has an online account. She just sets the same numbers every week and checks it every now and again. That's pretty good. Does it, I'm guessing it costs like each time. Yeah, yeah, it's like a recurring a thing. Actually, I don't know if she still does it. I don't know. I'm sure. Have, we... you, have you won any rollovers lately? Sorry, what? Have you won any rollovers? Lately? Definitely not. Then she's probably not still playing. The only rollovers that I've won are the one are like those weird hot dogs you get in convenience stores. <laughs> oh, speaking of weird hot dogs, you get in convenience. Weird stores. hot dogs. This segue makes some sense. What? Um, <laughs> speaking of weird hot dogs, you get in convenience stores. Uh, I'm wearing a jock in this panther. Mmm, uh, are mm. you indeed? Yes, and it really does look like you've just stuffed a small, like, lump of uh, linked sausages into a bag. It's not pleasant. <laughs> um, but then it goes under several other layers, so I guess that's fine. For those not in the know, picture a thong. <laughs> but a thong that doesn't go up between your buttocks. It has two straps that sort of cup the buttocks from the sides. Oh, and then you wear a costume over the top, but traditionally it's worn by dancers. So all that's over the top are the tights or the jazz pants, for example. Mm. Um, that is what I am doing in in Act One I love, of our panto. I love a if set of like jazz pants. St- said no one yeah. ever. Oh my god, I know. So if you'd like to come and stare at my husband's bulge, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> you can go to <laughs> newtheaterlincoln.co.uk and pick up your tickets for Snow White mm, this Christmas mm. until the 6th of January. Thank you I can't much, wait. I can't wait to see your husband's bulge. It's hilarious. I had a whole conversation today because we had the first dress rehearsal today. Yes. And, ooh, excuse me. And we had a whole conversation about um, that, that outfit. It's, for comedy purposes, I am in a very tight lycra sort of workout kind of outfit maybe maybe not parodying a certain film about people who learn to dance because they want to find some level of notoriety um i can't uh, they want their they want their monikers to be etched onto the memories of the future people um 
I'm really not trying to give it away by being really oh, obvious at the same that's time. Fabulous. Everything you're saying. They, they, they wish to exist over an extended period of time with no set finish date. <laughs> Um, they want to be educated hmm. on how to saw like the avian beasts. <laughs> um, verily, quite uh, above that, even. <clears throat> they want um, to have the X Factor, so, basically. It's I'm, an X Factor love... joke, right? Uh, yeah, sure. Well, I mean, funny you should say that. There is a Britain's Got Talent bit in the set dressing in that section, so. Spoilers. But, um, so. Hashtag spoilers. I have to wear quite a tight outfit. And we did the, we did the, the, the run, and. Basically, I, I, I came to the producer in the the interval, and she said, "How do you feel that went?" I said, "Yeah, I felt it went really well." Um, can I can I bring up a genuine concern? And she went, "What's that?" And I was still in that outfit at this point, and I just sort of gestured downwards. You, you told that story last week. Oh yeah, but this is a week on, and there's not oh, been any extra. Right? Okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So I, so I said, like, we really need to look into getting a jock. I think because. I need to look more like an action man and not like I'm smuggling an action man. Yeah, children are watching this. Children will Yeah, because be that's the thing, this. that's the thing, boys and girls. Do not mistake me. I'm not bragging about penis size. <laughs> I'm just saying people don't go to the theatre no. to look at a penis and go, I can see a penis. I'm supposed to be laughing at the I mean, funny man doing a dance. People used to, but they don't those all those theatres have closed down now. Or or they're open. And there's a no-touching rule, but they still serve popcorn buckets and don't question anyone. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> oh, so um, breakfast buffet. So they ran out and they went and got a jock and a couple of jock options. A couple of just jock started... options. Oh yeah! And just before I started my bit in Act Two, I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try one on. I'm gonna put it on, but I'm, I'm gonna put it on over my box and it... just get a feel for it under my clothes. Was it not like an eye test where they just slip in them on and off? Number one, number two. <laughs> I mean, you say that, but I was given two to try. Oh, fantastic. Two that are mine, and I'm happy to say XL. Oh, the point is, again, not bringing up penis size, I have a large ass. But the point is... Not bragging about um, ass size, but I have a large... Pe- no. <laughs> ah. Ooh. Not bringing about ass size, but mine's tight and would happily engorge a large penis. Oh, no! Um, you can't so, make jokes oh, like God, that. It's a, good job. it's a good job this is behind an explicit banner, isn't it? No. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, it makes all the difference. I tried it on, and I said, um, "There's also a bit where I'm sat atop something in that costume." It were. I don't want to spoil it, but there's something where I'm, I'm sat atop uh, something from a famous music video is recreated, and it means that I'm sat on something, and the the bulk of it is between my legs. And I want to have kids one day. Yeah. I'm not in a hurry, but I'd like to have them at some point. And I don't think I'll be able to have them. It's fine. You'll have time after to sixty shows. On this thing. It'll be fine. Um, but it's one of those where they're like, oh, just go for it, it'll be a laugh. And then you go for it and you come off and you go, no, I still have a bruised testicle. So do I have to do this 68 times? But um, I, I made a suggestion from that alone. I said, this, this joke drops a bit. It's fine. It's keeping everything contained and everything. But I just, in that scene, I'm really hurting myself. Can I stuff it? <clears throat> and they went, how do you mean? I said, just a stereotypical... Bundle of rolled up socks. Just I two just socks I just up. want to stuff it. Yeah, because because they've got like the most of them like it's, this is an athletics one you see, and those ones have a pocket oh, for a cup. Yeah. And I said, can I just can I just stuff them? They went, are you sure? And I went, right, okay, um, yes, because a it's going to save me some serious pee uh, peen, mm-hmm. serious pain around my cack and balls, serious peen pain. And, um, 
Yeah. Serious peen pain. Peen pain. Yes, Thank you. yes. See, that's I mean, why no, I no. work as a barista. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Talking to people about their peen. Mm. <laughs> Beans and peens. What would you like for your peen today? Um, <laughs> what flavour um, is your peen craving? Oh, God. What... Wouldst thou prefer cinnamon or nutmeg for thy peen? Oh, today? always cinnamon. Maple peen. Never nutmeg. Oh god, peen syrup. But um, wait, are we still talking about your jockstrap? Let's let's finish the jockstrap got... story so we can get onto the what people come here for. Um, that you mean they don't come here for my riveting weekly jockstrap story? Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn. I mean I do, um... but I'm not the rest of the audience. <laughs> You're the only audience I give a shit about. <laughs> You're the only audience I can look at in the eyes when we're recording. I'm picturing them right now. Oh I've no! Drawn your face, I've drawn your face on the wall in my digs, so I can look at you while we talk. You know they're going to charge um, you for that on the way out. <laughs> Let them do it. So I've left modern art on their wall. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I said to him, "We can get away with it on three simple premises." You see? Yeah. One. I am a fat man. And uh, our producer, she's lovely, she went, don't say that. And I was like, no, 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 like, like I am. Like, that is just a fact. I am a, a fat, fat man. man. And a fat man in Lycra is immediately very funny. Yes, just so ask Jim rather, Sterling. I would rather the comedy... Stardust. I would rather the comedy come from fat man in Lycra than fat man in Lycra and, oh, look, we can see his penis. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I know you mean, man. I know you mean. So I was like, let's just, you know, let, let's make sure that attention is not being completely drawn away because of an awkward bulge. Two, that means we have to own the bulge. And there is something inherently funny about the, you know, unfit person looking like they are well endowed. Because it's that play on the whole, like, fat guy with hot wife American sitcom trope thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, it's just an extra bit of comedy. Anyone who spots a big bulge on that costume will go, oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> and you say, why that's hilarious? And they're too embarrassed to answer. But it's because they're thinking, he can't get a woman, but he's got a big cock. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's, but it, do you know what I mean? It's subtext comedy. Like, yeah. It's just there. Um, yeah. Point number three, point two, point five, I realise I've said cock in this episode more than we've ever said it in the history of the two plus years. But point number three, um, she was like, well, I'm still a bit unsure. And I said... It's a delicate balance, but I understand the difference. It's funny if in a pantomime, your character has a large bulge in their pants as part of their tight costume. It's not funny in a pantomime if your character looks like they've got a hard on. (laughs) That's not funny because that's the one that will get complaints. So I said, don't worry, I'm not sticking a banana in there (laughs) or a freaking drumstick. I'm putting um, a ball of socks. Can you imagine... A sweaty crotch banana. <laughs> that is just unpleasant. You mean you don't have them? No, no. No, I, I don't keep any of my bananas in my crotch. <laughs> You're missing out. Oh, is that... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just... I'm, I am I'm eating fried rice. I'm not nibbling on the jockstrap. No, or the crotch banana. Um, yeah. <laughs> the sweaty, oh. sweaty crotch banana. Let's see how you deal with this. Oh, uh, probably not very of well. Crotch bananas. <laughs> Can you think of one? Can you think of one? Nope. <laughs> speaking of crotch bananas, 
let's talk about another bad decision. Um, that'll do. That'll do. That's that's beautiful. So that's beautiful. I'm going to applaud with paper. Oh, fantastic! Sounds like you're on fire. Um, radio sound effects. These sound effects come courtesy of the BDC Radiophonic Workshop. Um, <laughs> ah, nicely done. Hey, see, I thought so. Um, this is why they pay you some bucks. Yeah, okay. You, I said that today in front of my employers. That wasn't funny. Oh! Because <laughs> I realised they were in the room. Mm, and I was like, mm. <laughs> That's why they pay me so some... Them, some one of them said, well, the third lot, Chris, are going to begin with F. And I was like, okay. Oh. Well played. Well played. Okay. Good, sir. Okay. I see. I see. Um, anyway, as I was saying, before I was so rudely interrupted, um, oh, fantastic. Um, beasts and where to find them. Um, so we talked a bit about the uh, Netflix Marvel shows on this show. We've praised them. We've slagged them off. Um, we a few weeks ago we had a hearty conversation about how how uh, they'd made a. A terrible decision to uh, cancel uh, two of two of the shows that were doing very well. Well, I don't think Iron Fist was doing very well. One of the shows that was doing very well. Well, I don't know if I if uh, Luke Cage was doing very well. It was doing pretty well, certainly. Well, one of the shows that we wanted to get coffee with. Yeah, damn right. Um, <laughs> and you know, the, the second season of that left itself in a. But from what I gather, the second season of Iron Fist left itself in a very interesting place, as well as Luke Cage. But the fact that we didn't see those shows—well, I saw season two of Luke Cage, but neither of us watched season two of Iron Fist. So I think that says a lot about why those were cancelled. Um, and now the news has come out that there is not going to be a season four of Daredevil. Um, Netflix. What the bumbling fuck? Netflix are not continuing with that with that series, despite um. I think it was the week before last, Eric Olderson, the showrunner, pitched season four to them. And then this week it's come out that they're not going to be continuing Daredevil. What? So. So. However. However. <laughs> so there's a couple of statements that are out there. Um, first one. Not been any, there's not been any big official one as they have like, here's the deal. No, well, Netflix have said, have said to Deadline in a statement given to Deadline. They said, Marvel's Daredevil will not return for a fourth season on Netflix. We are tremendously proud of the show's last and final season. I understand what they said there, but it just makes it sound like they've used the same word twice. Um, And although it's painful (laughs) for the fans, we feel it best to close this chapter on a high note. We're thankful to our partners at Marvel, showrunner Eric Olison, the show's writers, stellar crew, and incredible cast, including Charlie Cox as Daredevil himself, and we're grateful to the fans who have supported the show over the years. <laughs> over the when? The years. Um, whilst the series on Netflix has ended, the three existing seasons will remain on the service for years to come, while the Daredevil character will live on in future projects for Marvel. So right. So, but Na- Marvel Television and Netflix. They still have a third season of Jessica Jones and a second season for The Punisher. That, those mm. are confirmed. Those, I think... I'm not sure if either of them have wrapped yet, but they've certainly started filming. Um, mm. And, yes. Uh, Marvel has not 
um, made a formal statement regarding Netflix's decision. However, Marvel's Twitter account for the show posted uh, an image, which is a reference to the final episode of season three. Mm -hmm. A Polaroid of Matt, Karen and Foggy with Justice Never Stops written beneath it and a napkin with Nelson, Murdoch and Page written on it. Right. Um, okay. And they've also uh, come out and said, I can't remember what where the uh, where the thingamabob came out, the statement came out. I can't remember where, where, whereabouts it came out, but someone at Marvel somewhere has since said that there will be more adventures with the Man Without Fear. Right. But that's not a confirmation of, yes, we're doing this version of Daredevil over at Disney+. Plus. Yeah, no, it could be, but, oh, we're doing it, we're doing a, a Marvel Knights, like, adult animated short. Yeah. Or, like, yeah, it's not a confirmation of this continuation. Which sucks, because there are some fantastic characters and casting and, and fantastic stories told with these versions of the characters. There are... And it would suck if the MCU extended project began to fall apart now. There are three plot threads left. Well, not not hanging, but three plot threads that at the end of season three that will be picked up in season four that I would be intrigued to see. Mm-hmm. Possibly four, actually. But there are things going on that I would like to are see we, followed up. Are we thinking, considering Jessica Jones and Punisher's fates will be unannounced for a time being because it seems to be a more positive spin as far as networks concerned nowadays to let a season go out and then announce cancellation of a show instead of doing it mid-season, which a lot of American networks do and, and it upsets people a lot. Mm. Whereas Netflix always tend to announce the cancellations a few weeks after, like a recent release mm. of something. Possibly. Like the the Get Down was meant to be a two-part season, uh, a two-part film. Yeah, and they just pulled it, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They released the first one, and then like a month later announced that the second one was never coming out. It's like, huh. It's weird, um, weird, 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 weird. It's weird. very odd, but, but I think they do it because they kind of hope that that would be enough damage control. Mm-hmm. When it really isn't. And that's another um, series that's not happening. Um, especially, oh god. Hey. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, especially when the shows are beloved. I wouldn't be surprised if what's first, Punisher season two, I think's first, isn't it? I I'd be surprised think? if after that we got the announcement that Punisher was cancelled as well. And I wouldn't be surprised if we got the announcement after Jessica Jones season three goes out. I I mean, I was, I was honestly two. surprised that Punisher got a season two. Um, well, it was harrowing as fuck. I mean, I'm glad it did because I like that show. Um, and now we can do the whole um, jigsaw welcome thing. Welcome back, Frank. Would be lovely. Eh, welcome back, Frank. Maybe not, but even so, I'd be game for that. Just just as an excuse to watch him punch a polar bear in a TV show. <laughs> <I watched laughs> polar bear. Yeah, that's very good. That would be pretty sweet. And, but 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 Frank quietly has to come in just to direct that moment. No, well, that wasn't Frank Quietly. That was um, Steve Dillon, the late Steve Dillon. Oh, Steve Dillon, of course. You're Steve Dillon. In that case, bit impossible. Yeah. Um, But yeah, all right. Well, then they've got to stick to Steve Dillon's illustrations because, my God. (laughs) (laughs) That. um, Does that mean everyone's going to have the same face, though? That polar bear's face. (laughs) I'd say don't speak ill of the dead, but you're right. They all have the (laughs) same face. They do have the. I mean, I like Steve Dillon's art a lot. 
but everyone kind of has the same face. Scenes of Wolverine and Darken from Darken's like debut. Mm-hmm. It's just like, who am I looking at in closer? Mm-hmm. Um my god. But yeah, so I won't be surprised if Jessica Jones is cancelled because I'm gonna say it now. The cancellation of Daredevil about a month after the cancellation announcements of Luke Cage and Iron Fist. I'm starting to think there's a plan here now. I'm also starting to think that there's a plan here. Yeah, Disney streaming service, which I believe is now called uh, Disney Plus. Disney Plus is the confirmed name for the Disney streaming service. And they've already got... So they've got two live-action Star Wars shows confirmed. The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. As yet untitled adventures of vaguely boring Spanish man. (laughs) Yes. Um, They've also got... I I don't I think it's been confirmed they've got a Loki show with Tom Hiddleston. Loki's confirmed. Um yeah. there's rumors of a Scarlet Witch show or Scarlet, Scarlet Witch, Witch Vision. Vision. Yeah. yeah. Um uh, a, a Bucky and Falcon show. Mhm. Um I I'd, I'd seen rumblings earlier in the week that like another plan for the Inhumans is uh underfoot. Yeah. Yeah, but it'd be a re- but it'd be a recontextualizing. So it'd be taking four or five of those key characters and putting them in a different setting. It would just be <laughs> just reboot it, like straight up, <laughs> just reboot the damn thing. Because um, no one watched it, no yeah, one's gonna cast, know. But cast Ramsey Bolton as everyone. Yes, and make it like a, a Steve Dillon live action show. Yes. They've all got the same face. <laughs> um, so yeah, so so this this stuff's going on like they're going hard, and you know full well that the Star Wars series will be family um, suitable, yeah, but not necessarily made for See, family. Mike, my, my only my main concern with the well, I have two concerns with the Netflix stuff moving. If it does indeed move, it might they might just make a fresh start. Um, but if it does move to Disney Plus. My my first concern is the whole death of a thousand streaming services business, which we've talked about before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just endless companies seven ninety nine a month think you to death. Um, but also, one of the great things about the Netflix Marvel shows is that they are harder yes. in tone and content than what than the movies. Um, the movies yeah. are, are mostly family friendly. Um, and certainly teen friendly, whereas the TV shows have a much harder edge, deal with heavier issues, much more violent. Um, not that violence makes something inherently better, but it doesn't shy away from violence. Um, yeah, it it it's able to tell those those more mature, hmm. uncomfortable stories of the Marvel universe that do exist, which has lent itself um, to characters like Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Daredevil, um, the Punisher, etc. Yeah. Um, not necessarily Iron Fist, but who cares about Iron Fist? Um, <laughs> we do, just not this one. Nope. Uh, <laughs> um, so, I mean, I would worry I think... that if that moves to Disney Plus, then they would tone that down. Because. Unless Disney Plus hurry the heck up and go, hey, everyone, guess what? Part of the service will be an adult oriented, blocked from your kids. Yeah. Selection because of fifteen plus entertainment. Disney do produce stuff that isn't family and kid aimed. It's just they do I mean, it under yeah. the names of different studios. Techn- yeah, like Touchstone and Miramax and stuff. Yeah, there's so much stuff they made throughout the nineties, especially that was not for kids. And if they have that library and they want to convince parents to buy that streaming service 
like parent, a lot of parents will get it anyway because they'll be like, oh, shut the kids up. But it's like they'll be more enthusiastic about it if they know there's going to be a bunch of stuff for them on there too. You'd think. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I. Hmm. It's a weird time. It is a weird time for the old uh, internets and medias and and stuff. So I honestly do not know what to think. But goodbye, Daredevil, for now. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, Daredevil Her- was pretty consistently good. So they it's sad to see it go. Put, they just need to put D'Onofrio in a Spider-Man uh, movie. Hey, we'll, he's we'll not ruling it out. He's not ruling he's, it out. He, he's campaigning for it, and I'd even say. Whenever it's brought up, he's like, tell Marvel. Yeah, I'll it. do it. Um, And I'll, by the same token, I think the Russo brothers have talked about wanting to bring Daredevil into Infinity War, but not being able to. I think that conversation's happened before as well. Yeah. So I think that the the desire to do it is there, but the ability to do it in terms of matching up schedules, licensing everything, um, just the timing of it, I think is what's holding them back. But holy shit, I've just had a thought. Oh Christ! No, based on that though, like, I'm not saying it's as simple as this. But higher-ups don't think in terms of humanity and regular jobs and employment. I mean, higher-ups don't think. That's true. Hashtag rehire James Gunn. Yeah. The point is... Well, that ship sailed. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, But what if... And I don't think this would be, like, the be-all, end-all plan, but it certainly is part of it. Mm. We're about to get to a big shift in the MCU. Yeah. A very big shift. A very big shift. We're about to lose a bunch of characters simply contractually. Some will be written out, some will be killed off. Well, we're definitely going to lose Cap. We're almost definitely going to lose Iron Man. We might not yeah. lose Thor. Oh, no, no, we definitely won't lose Thor. Um, After Ragnarok, I think Thor's got legs. Um, I mean, Cap and Iron Man have got legs, but it's more a case of they've come to their the end of their con. They've come to the end of their contracts plus one movie in yeah seven. those those actors have both plus, plus like three movies yeah Downey juniors do i think both those actors are, uh, are ready to move on and they haven't been shy about yeah. saying that yeah and, and they've also been quite open about how much you know they're gonna miss it and they genuinely do love it but it's it's time and it's like yeah, fair yeah like i'm not gonna that. i'm not gonna make chris evans be captain america i mean look at him look at him uh, do you think it's 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 yes, sir. easy or, or natural to maintain that sort of physique? It's I don't not. Care. I'll, I'll I'll follow him wherever. I'll it's, follow him to beer gut and beyond. That that will do him some damage if he doesn't take it down a notch, you know. And then we and then we what you know we'd never get the musical tour because you know, <laughs> you've seen Hugh Jackman's t- doing a world tour next year. Just yeah, big. Oh my god! Yeah, like, smart ass decision. Yeah. Because um, he loves doing it, and people will definitely pay out the fucking notes. I think when, when Les Mis came out, I think there was a bunch of people who had forgotten or just didn't know to start with that Hugh Jackman started as a song and dance man. Like, that's yeah. his background. He's a he's a Broadway guy. Throughout the 2000s, um, between American blockbusters, he was going back to uh, to Australia and just, like, being a headliner in musicals. Yeah. Like, mid-Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Uh, so maybe we'll get there with Chris Evans. But so we're about to have a big shift. And keep in mind, f- four and a bit years back, we were shown the plan for Phase Three. Yeah. Um. I mean, we have no idea what's beyond Avengers Four in terms of 
the structure. I, th- I think they're deliberately keeping that close to the chest as well. Well, we, we know Far From Home is likely next. Yes. We now know Black Panther 2 is happening with Ryan Coogler at the helm. Yes. Scott Derrickson has been very open about talking about a Doctor Strange sequel and Marvel are keen. Yes. And uh, it's looking more and more likely that uh, we're going to get a space saga in some form, considering Guardians <clears throat> 3 is not likely to happen. It, I you think know that you know the groundwork they'll have already laid. They will utilize. I think the latest scuttlebutt that was that they were courting Travis Knight for Guardians Three. So okay, depending well, on how hate that. depending on how Bumblebee goes, that might be interesting to see. We don't know, but we don't know what the slate is for sure. And and two three years ago, we were gloried with you know this wonderful present of. Here's the next nine films, guys. But I think and even... A tenth one snuck in and one of them became a TV series. But it was like, that's amazing. Even in and those... It was, st- it was a statement of intent, that, though, wasn't it? Yeah. It was, look yeah. what we've got. Thank you for sticking with us. We're carrying on the experiment. Here's what we've got. I'm wondering whether plans have been afoot for a while and they can't say anything until it's done. If you want to keep people going and you want to make sure people are invested, because you know that when like Stark leaves and Cap leaves and stuff, there are going to be people who go, oh, I'm kind of done now. Oh, that was fun, but I'm not going to go watch the rest. I'm not, I'm not going to, oh, I'm not going to follow them as much as I used to. Yeah. How do you keep the stories living on past the characters that people fell in love with to start with? Yeah. Well, it doesn't hurt to bring in characters that everyone loves, but feels haven't had a chance to tell a big story. Yeah. Yeah. I can see where you're going with that. For sure. I would be fucking delighted if they suddenly announced. And we know that they can play wild cards now. We know they can do wild cards. Like, we've seen it happen with Ant-Man, with Guardians. Like, they they do it now like it's fucking butter and toast. It's, it's like, so easy to them. At I point. mean, the, there's, there's very heavy rumours, if not actually confirmed, they're looking at an Eternals movie. Well, there you go. You know, that talk about deep cuts. Mm. But it wouldn't hurt to suddenly go... Hey everyone, you guys feel like there's not enough representation in this genre, and uh, you also really fucking love that Netflix show, didn't you? Hey, guess what? Heroes for Hire in the slate 2020, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Misty Knight, do you know what I mean? Just like, fucking hell. And um, oh, who's the breakout character from Iron Fist? Uh, Colleen Wing. Colleen Wing. Like, if you announced <coughs> that, I think people would lose their shit and go, oh my god, yes please. Yeah. Like, and you play on the humor. You make it a bit older. Like you, you're restricting them slightly, but you're not making as many sacrifices with that as you would with, say, Jessica Jones or the Punisher. Yeah. <clears throat> like you could put that the MCU Luke Cage Nine Fist into a a twelve A certificate movie, and it wouldn't feel too jarring. Uh, yeah, I reckon um, so. Yeah, uh, Iron Fist more than the others. Yeah, like Iron Fist. Again, out of those like, characters, oh, Iron Fist is the one you could easily slot into a into a family friendly movie but you know <clears throat> if you're gonna bring iron fist you should probably bring luke cage as well and yeah Colleen and misty and fuck it throw th- throw throw nelson and murdoch in there like throw them into the mix of that and use that as a platform to go forward and do you know what I mean? Like, because they've definitely been testing. They've been testing their outer space stuff. Yeah. But they've been really testing their ground level, street level stuff as well. Oh yeah, Not definitely. On the big screen now, like the Ant Man sequel. You know, we've done Infinity War, and then the immediate follow up is a wacky caper. 
like with freaking um, what's his face Walter Goggins running around with oh. truth serum and a bag and what the fuck's happening here so I wouldn't put it past him to go here's Eternals and here's a fucking Defenders spinoff do you know what I mean like yeah. now's the time well now's here's an time. here's an like original comics Defenders spinoff with um, yes. <gasps> Doctor Strange and Hulk and Namor and Valkyrie oh god yes once <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's the next step. Maybe that's the maybe that's the next stage for Thor. <clears throat> you stick Thor in that lineup, and you 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 turn the Thor franchise into that. You bring those characters along. What if the next step for Thor is doing the female <clears throat> Thor storyline or a version of it, but with Tessa Thompson's Valkyrie as Thor? Yeah, it's not. It's not going to be Natalie Portman. She's fucking jogged on. Yeah. <clears throat> also, um, that wouldn't be. I don't think that'd be any good. <laughs> No, very true. <laughs> just straight up. Uh, do you know what else might not be good? What? Tell me. Tell me what might not be good. This is a, this is a surprise topic. Yeah. Well, no, it is on the docket, good sir. Yeah, but I, 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 I don't like know. Like a dirty, but, dirty beef. But I don't know what anything about it other than the fact that you put it on the docket. <gasps> Jock straps. Where do we stand? No. Um. <laughs> God. June twenty first, twenty nineteen. Yes. Sees the release. That's a date. Two. Two big studio motion pictures. Two? What are they? What are they? One is one is a hotly anticipated revisit to a beloved franchise. Yes. And one is a hotly not anticipated revisit to a beloved franchise. Ooh, which one's which? <laughs> goody goody gumdrops. Well, one features a talking doll, friend, best friend of a child who uh, comes to life when no one's looking and gets up to all sorts of uh, shenanigans. And uh, one is about a talking doll who's a boy's best friend who comes to life <laughs> when no one's looking and commits a murder. <laughs> now, oh, that that's the, the plot of Toy Story 4. It is. <laughs> Woody, Woody commits a murder in Toy Story. He pushes Buzz out of a window. He's a freaking murderer. Woody? Um, he did. I saw it. He did, and he made that face, and and freaking um, that toy company, Reveltech, uh, took an image of that face and decided that was the spare face on there. Yeah, yeah. Why? Why? And why not? Was born. Why not? <laughs> yeah, Child's Play, the remake, and uh, Toy Story Four are going head to head, and uh, Child's Play have not been shy about it recently. <laughs> for those who don't know, we've talked about it on the show before. I'm a massive fan of Child's Play. I I, I hooked Matt up like some kind of creepy enabler. Oh yeah, last year I've been Child's Played. <clears throat> we watched the shit out of that. Yeah, that series. boy. Um, uh, the series is continuing. Don Mancini has a TV series in development currently called child's play i wouldn't be surprised if you renamed it yeah um and um has plans for a seventh installment of the ongoing new so an eighth the eighth installment of the ongoing no wait hang on yes hang on uh one two three bride seed curse Curse cult yeah yeah it'll be Um, it will be the eighth he has plans to continue it and, and uh, into that straight-to-DVD franchise of which the last two have been fantastically mad entries. One really creepy dark one that was probably the best film in the series mm-hmm. and, and one really fucking bonkers one that takes advantage of the, the, the premise of the series. Oh, Cult of Chucky is great. <clears throat> it's so much fun. Like, really, really fucking It's bizarre. bonkers. I'll, I like it a lot. But the weird thing is, Universal own 
the rights to the franchise. Mm-hmm. MGM hold the rights to the first movie. <clears throat> it was released through MGM, <clears throat> and then Universal took up the baton from number two onwards. Yeah. So even though original series creator Don Mancini is the man steering the ship for the Child's Play franchise, for years, MGM and the associate studios it's worked with have wanted to release a remake uh, of the original. Not because they have a unique story to tell, per se, <clears throat> although the screenwriters that have come in to make it may have, um, but because they want to use brand recognition to sell tickets. So certain things they're allowed to use include the name Child's Play. They're allowed to use the tagline, he wants you for a best friend. <laughs> they're allowed to use the um, generic yellow and red packaging uh, designs for all of their uh, their doll stuff. Yeah. They're allowed to use the look of Chucky, and they're allowed to call the main villain Chucky. So that's what's happening. Um, they are getting really cocky with Toy Story 4. Toy Story 4's clips and teasers have started coming out. Yeah. And the Child's Play movie account has officially opened on Twitter as of a couple of weeks back. All right, I'm going to go look this up now. Yeah, they keep tweeting... Um, Toy Story. They keep retweeting Toy Story or tweeting at them. Um, someone, uh, a Toy Story 4's account tweeted out, Toy Story 4 opens in theatres June 21st, 2019. And Child's Play Movie retweets it with the caption, See you then, friend, and a knife emoji. Hey. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> feels a bit dirty, that, doesn't it? Feels a bit weird. I just feel a little um, bit dirty. Not quite as dirty as looking up Child's Play on Twitter. (laughs) But it doesn't feel tongue-in-cheek, does it? It just feels kind of odd. Um, Yeah, it just keeps doing... Like, again, Rotten Tomatoes, the world is a pretty big place for a toy, Toy Story 4. They post the first teaser poster for Toy Story 4. The Child's Play account retweets it with so many friends to make, dot, 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 and a knife. Mm. It's like, this is odd. Like, why would you do this? This seems so strange. Now, some people have faith in this upcoming remake because it's from the producers of It. Yeah. Um, doesn't necessarily mean it's the producers with the creative vision of It. Oh, just be the no. Who put the money into it. What? I'm just looking at the, um, the Child's Play movie um, uh, like teaser thing in my bob. Um, the, the, yeah, the, the, the Twitter. The next thing. The, yeah. The next thing. Yeah. Mm, mm, no, no, I don't like so, this. The original film mm. is about psycho murderer, the Lakeshore Strangler, mm. Charles Lee Ray, being tracked down by a cop on the night of a heinous, heinous crime, of which we learn about finally in Cursor Chucky. Um, he's shot and killed in a toy store. And in his dying breath, he seemingly chants something and passes away. Andy Barkley's mum, uh, Karen, a few weeks later buys the good guy doll, uh, a good guy doll, the really expensive popular toy off of a, uh, like a, a drifter out the back of her department store. Who's, yeah. Who take him on from the wreckage. Um, <clears throat> because she really wants to get it Andy for his sixth birthday, even though it's really expensive. She can't afford it. She's a single mum. She works really hard, but she just can't splash out. So she buys it cheaply off the peddler. And Andy really makes fast friends with this child's play, a uh, child's play with this good guy doll, which is called Chucky. They've all got different names, they all talk, they all have a set amount of phrases. It's the 80s, Cabbage Patch Kids and shit are all the rage. And she, you know, gets it home, and weird shit starts to happen. Mm -hmm. The babysitter gets murdered. Um, Bizarre things start to happen in the house. 
And it looks, and the film's framed in such a wonderful way, that on first viewing, if you knew nothing about it, it could be the story of a child who is that has a deeply rooted psychological issue who's lashing out and pretending this doll's telling him to do it. About 55 minutes in, the movie finally gives you a fucking bone and reveals that, no, this doll's alive and it's it's Charles Lee Ray. He's inside the doll. It's his his way of surviving. And it's very cramped only, in there. <clears throat> yeah, and he, well, that's the thing. He turns more and more human. Like He becomes that body the longer he's in there. Unless, before it's too late, he transfers his soul into the only person who knows who he really is. The first person he told, which is Andy. So it's a race against time with um, uh, Karen and... I uh, can't remember his name now, but uh, Chris Sarandon's character. Uh, Prince Humperdinck. <clears throat> yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> you're not wrong, but... Um, it's a race against time for them to get to Chucky before Chucky gets to Andy and uh, does the ritual and basically is reborn. Uh, do the ritual do the ritual originally don mancini's script was about a factory worker who'd murdered a bunch of people and then and then committed suicide in the factory and he he dies in the machinery i'd i'd watch that as a doll is made as part of their stuff and the doll eventually wakes and is conscious and it was this whole thing of like the film was because his original two ideas that was one of them, and the other one was that it was Andy Barclay committing murders, and the film was going to make you think it was a living doll film. Um, and in the end, he decided to merge the two, and someone I think it was David Kirshner uh, threw in the voodoo angle, yeah, and that shaped what the series became, which I'm sure Don Mancini is very grateful for, considering the stories it's allowed him to tell as the series has gone on. Yeah, that's been pretty good. <clears throat> um. It looks like this film is going off the basis of one corrupt toy. This week, they have confirmed through promos and website stuff that the doll will be called Chucky. Mm-hmm. It will be a killer doll. But it's no longer a good guy, Matt. It, no, it's the... Mm, it's a buddy. A best buddy. A best buddy, spelled B-U-D-D-I, and the I has a Wi-Fi symbol for the dot of the I. They're voice activated. <laughs> Wi-Fi compatible. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. He wants you for a best friend. Oh, listen to that. That's... Look at how happy that sounds. That's horrifying. Look at him, he's playing with a drone. When he blinks, his eyes go slightly red because he's got cameras in them. Uh... Okay. So now, uh, PlayPal toys are gone. Um, it's Kazlan um, Industries. Uh, is that right? Kazlan Yeah, uh, I think so. Kazlan or Kazlan Techno. Kazlan Toys. Kazlan Corp. That's the one. And you can see there's a teaser poster as well of what looks like an empty factory warehouse. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of a boring poster, isn't it? Um, yeah, a little bit. It's it's uh... so it is a technologically advanced doll. As the previous rumors confirmed. They've also released a few plot details. Your main characters are going to be Aubrey Plaza as whoever this version, this character, basically the character replacing Karen Barkley. Yeah. Um, and there is a strong cast of a few kids. So, which makes me think that this is maybe not the creative producer of it, more the producer who went, that made money. It's, Make it about yeah, it's got kids. lots of kids in it. 
Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I would not be surprised. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the doll is called Chucky, but it is a buddy doll, not a good guy doll. Uh, it can connect to things. Um, Wi-Fi compatible in an image from one of the set designers they saw in a factory setting underneath the buddy box. There was a box for Buddy 2, which appears to be a bear. Okay. A puppeteer from the set posted a photo at one point of them rigging up the animatronics for what looks like a bear doll in dungarees with freaky long arms. I mean, I don't hate it. Yeah, but why is it child's play? That's my question. It Mm. sounds like we're dealing with a technologically advanced doll, which, spoiler alert, kids don't play with them anymore. At least not in the way they did in the 80s or in the way that this doll is based. It's not a thing. It's not the same. Kids do play with action figures and dolls, but not these kinds of toys. Um, yeah, well, it'll be. If it... you said to a kid, if you said to a kid, it's a, it's a two foot tall, cuddly doll with freckles and big fluffy hair, and he's your friend to the end. And you also said, by the way, you can control this BB-8 drone with your phone. I think the kid would probably go for the second one nowadays. Well, they, don't they just be playing Fortnite? <clears throat> That's true. They would pwn those noobs. They would pwn those noobs. It's true. I've had to learn some of the moves because it makes people laugh when I slip them into the panto. Mm, mm. Yeah, yeah, I hate myself, mm. but um, I hate you too. Oh, thanks, Bay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, I, 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 uh, the horror fan in me and the animatronic puppeteer fan in me is intrigued. Would you say the horror fan in you is horrified? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the best response to it, they, they confirmed a couple months back when we first talked about it, that was when they confirmed that, yes, this not only is this happening, we've started shooting, here's a teaser image of the doll. Mm. Um, and a couple days went by without any comment on social media from Don Mancini, the series creator and current head of the Child's Play franchise, not this remake. Yeah. And he just posted a picture of Mariah Carey with the caption, I don't know her, which I thought was kind of great Mm -hmm. he's very sassy but you know it's like it's like i mean it's gonna hurt for him to talk about this is his baby and someone else like they're his toys and someone else is playing with them in a way that is so surface level the same property yeah it's not cool but it's different enough that it makes you go why not just make a new thing is there precedent for there being like two franchises going from the same point at the same time like has there ever been like a uh, a franchise that has been simultaneously sequelized and or remade by two different companies i think that i'm sure we've spoken about this before i think it's possible that there has been but i know franchises yeah, oh, oh, franchises have yeah, changed no. hands a lot like in between sequels yeah um, the only one i can think of is i think i think it was just after but like we're talking not long after psycho for the beginning yeah the tv movie bates motel premiered and it was essentially the exact same story but the continuity was different hmm and they both had anthony perkins in them yeah and it's like well that's odd and psycho for the beginning kind of told that story as well um but they weren't like exactly the same exactly the same no i guess no um, it's, you know, it's an odd, it's an odd duck. I mean, outside of animated series kind of dealios, because, you know, you've got, you, you, you have your Spider-Man Homecoming at the same time as, um, Sp- Marvel Spider-Man's on Disney XD, yeah. which is a, a complete reboot after Ultimate Spider-Man, which crossed over with, 
Ultimate Spider-Man, which subtly crossed over with Avengers Assemble, uh, Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, and then directly crossed over with Avengers Assemble, despite the fact that Ultimate Spider-Man had versions of the characters from the Avengers cartoons that were different from the Avengers cartoons. Let's not get into modern Marvel animation. It's not worth it. There's fucked up continuity, but you're right. I don't think there's ever been something like this. Um, I mean, there's definitely been franchises returning to replace the new version. Oh, yeah. We've just had it with Halloween. Yeah, twice we've had it. Yeah. Yeah. um, In many ways, I suppose. Yeah, because the prequel series replaced... The remake series replaced the ongoing semi-reboot stories. Yeah. And then we have the brand new one, which ignores everything apart from number one. Um, so yeah, it's it just strikes me as odd. I'm slightly biased, of course, because I love the series, but I just I can't fathom it. It's so transparently we want to sell tickets on name recognition. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's kind of gross because of that. But then it's so it, obvious. It always would be like it, yeah. always, it always would be that. That is the whole point of doing a remake. Um. So much of marketing is driven unless by... Unless you have a filmmaker who really cares, who just has a different take on the story. But unless they can convince the exec about the name recognition sort of slash nostalgia bit, they're never going to get yeah. it made. True that. True that. Right, we need to move on because we've got to keep this one moving. Um, <laughs> like my penis. Because you are... No, no, not like your penis. You don't want your penis to move. You want it to stay like static. Um, penis? Mm, oh, it depends on how the Chinese reacts with you. Uh, you mentioned <laughs> that you wanted to talk briefly about the early reaction to Into the Spider-Verse, which is out next week? Uh, yeah, I think it's the 12th for the yeah. UK is its official release. Um, I'm going to try and catch an early screening on the 7th, but I don't know if I'll be able to yet. Um, well, I'm happy to report, sir, that early reactions based around press screenings critic screenings yeah. and the world premiere which was yesterday mm-hmm. are that it is the best spider-man movie yeah i can i'm down with that i'm down with that hands down um, the best spider-man movie well i think the, um, the new york critic circle have named it the best animated movie of uh, the year and lord and miller's involvement of course has uh, always been a, a nice sign of quality but um they're really banking on that now to represent the response because so many of the quotes the last few days have been from the people who brought you the lego movie and the lego batman movie yeah now it's really weird to see the word batman in a spider-man trailer but it's lego batman so and it looks like it's done the same thing it's a love letter to these characters and the world they inhabit and specifically that character's ideology and his his story yeah um, and how it is a legacy story and how Miles is very much his own thing. Like, Miles is, according to the responses so far, hands down is the main character. Yeah, yeah. That's not under question at all. Despite the later trailers, obviously, indulging in Peter a little bit more to kind of go, hey, motherfuckers, Peter Parker is straight up in this film. And, al- and also showing us the other spider people. Yes. Um, <clears throat> but responses have been phenomenal. Like, absolutely phenomenal. Um Movie Bobs has been hilarious. He said it's the best Spider-Man movie in 14 years. And of course, everybody's coming at him going, what about Homecoming? I really like Homecoming. It's like, look, oh. you like Homecoming or, whether you like Homecoming or not, the man is entitled to say he thinks this is the best Spider-Man movie since Spider-Man 2. And also, anyone who knows, who's followed Bob's work knows that he wasn't massively keen on Homecoming, which is fair enough. Which is fair enough. But he's not being mean in it in that statement. He's yeah. just saying, for his money, the best Spider-Man movie was Spider-Man 2. 
and this is the first one since that has been of that caliber. Also, it's sim- similar to like people going to bat for the DCEU movies, you don't have to go to bat for for um, Spider Man Homecoming. It's fine. Yeah, like it's not, it's, it's not under threat. It's, it's got a great reception. It has a fantastic villain. It's, you don't need to defend it. I think it does a good job of defending itself with all the money it made. Is this the start of a new subgenre? Do you think this is the sort of the solidification of it, of of the spin-offs and the to the side glances uh, at these characters? Maybe I I think the audience is because this is the third now. This is the third in as many years where it's it's got such an overwhelming response. Lego Batman movie, yeah. Teen Titans go to the movies, mm. and and now Spider Man into the Spider Verse. I mean, this is undoubtedly the more, um, for lack of a better term, straight take on it all. Yeah, like this isn't a comedy movie. I think audiences are certainly getting more used to the idea of 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 films set with films using the same characters in different universes and settings for want of a better word so i i it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me to see more of this thing going forward yeah and i i mean i'm i'm gay and if it means that because i i do love the mcu and i love that the fact that it is a very openly coexisting um storyline for all of that they're all their individual movies with a couple of exceptions that are big gangbang look at what we've done isn't this cool film yeah yeah but like it, it is refreshing as well in that to have options to enjoy these characters without worrying about whether you've missed something yeah yeah it, it's a very very cool like thought which is why lego batman movie was so wonderful because even in that you don't have to see the lego movie to get it like the only connection it had with it was a little subtle visual nod to the conclusion of the Lego movie. Mm-hmm. And, um, what'd you call it? Will Arnett returning to voice Batman. Yeah. That was it. And that works so well. And people do love Spider-Man, but I imagine there are Spider-Man fans who aren't fussed about the MCU who went to see Homecoming and was like, wait, what? What's happening? I, I think, I think also with a character like Spider-Man and, and like Batman, with the Lego Batman movie, is that those are characters that are, so firmly entrenched in the cultural consciousness that you don't need to worry about setup, which is where, which is why you know the the superhero origin movie became so ubiquitous for a while there. Although I think we've kind of moved past that now. Um, yeah. So I think yeah, if you're gonna see that more of that sort of spin-off side story kind of thing happening, you're gonna see it with characters like Batman, Spider Man, etc., etc. They're the they're the modern Tarzan, the modern Dracula. Yeah, like, yeah. Everyone knows who they are. Apart from the fact that Disney's holding on to them fucking copyrights, Warner Brothers is holding on to them fucking copyrights so tightly. Yeah. Oh yeah. Not everyone's gonna be making movies. That shit ain't never going public domain. <laughs> or is it? It's not. It's ne- no, um, never. So yeah, I mean, but I, 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 I mean, you've got to tell me what if you make it to Friday. Yeah. Uh, to that screening, not in general. My God, if you make it to that screening, I want to hear the juicy goss. You know what I'm saying? Well, I will. I want to hear what it is. I will endeavour to do so, and I will bring you that news next week. Also, oh, baby. also next week is the final episode of this season of Doctor Who. Um. So, in anticipation for that, let's talk about what we thought of this week's episode. Um, it takes you away. It takes you away. Um, I think it was another very strong week for Doctor Who. What do you think, it Christopher? Was, 
batshit mental. Oh, I it was it. absolutely bonkers. I enjoyed it, but I was—I'll be honest. I—I I think its identity crisis upset me a bit. It kind of changed genres twice. See, I love genre blending, so that's so that shit's right up my alley. I'm down right, for that. But I'm—I'm a, I'm a sucker for a cabin in the woods story, and we started with that. Yeah, and um, and and right into once we spoiler alert for the Doctor episode, it takes you away. Um, right down to them going into the what was the the in between bit? Uh, the anti zone. The anti zone, right down to them going to the anti zone and meeting about freaking time Kevin Eldon. <laughs> um, the moment, the moment Ribbon started speaking, I was like, "Oh my god, it's Kevin Eldon! He's made it! He's in the show! Brilliant!" Hey. He, he can now he can now ascend to the heavens, having been in every British show ever. Um, only only guy to be in Game of Thrones twice as two separate characters. <laughs> True story. Like you knew they ran out of actors, they were going to fucking ask to apply for jobs when they reused Kevin Elton. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, right, that's it. They're circling back. Mm-hmm. Richard E. Grant's going to rock up at some point in a mustache. Like they're just going to, they're just going to go through it. Oh, that'd be good. Um, but uh, yeah, like r- right down to the inclusion of ribbons, I was like, oh, this is creepy as. Mm-hmm. And then it, instead, it becomes a weird sort of soft soft core sci-fi emotional gut punch you know what it was you that then the... starts to explain itself and becomes much more complicated you know then... what the whole thing was uh twin peaks meets cabin in the woods it was the whole thing was a metaphor or an allegory for a toxic relationship yes it was and that in terms of its actual like its core like having seen it all the way through i think what it did was very impressive but i just i'm a sucker for for Doctor Who taking on certain concepts, and I kind of it makes me sad because there's no way now they're going to just do a a cabin in the woods isolated horror story like for a long time because they've sort of done it a bit here. And I think, but that being said, it gave us once again an excuse to watch Bradley Walsh act his fucking socks mm-hmm. off, um, and a return of a fan favorite because she was bloody wonderful. Oh yeah, um, and you know I. I'm gonna say it now. I okay. Toes and Cole is the main is 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 the one of the four lead characters. Yeah, who as an actor, his his approach is different to the other three. He's very television, like he's very. T- he's I'm like gonna say it right telly. now. I'm gonna be blunt about yeah. it. He's the weak link in the cast. Yeah, that's become evident by now. I don't think he's terrible, but when given certain situations, I wonder if he's focusing more on maintaining the accent over the character maybe because some of ryan's surprise moments in this he barely seemed fussed um he gets some really nice humans human stuff and his issues with his dad were used in a non in a non sort of oh and also this kind of way this yeah week. like yeah. it was it was inbuilt and we finally got the granddad moment that we were anticipating at some point. Yeah, we finally got the moment where he was just like, oh, "That was nice. That was that was really sweet. Yeah. I like that." Even if, even if it's not for him, it's for Graham, and he he gave it to him, and it was really sweet. Uh, and all all it would have needed was a fist bump to solidify it. Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, but Tozin was not fantastic this week. No, and it's um, it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. So one episode one, hands down, is my favorite performance. Yeah, episode one. Um. And, uh, and I think he's got great. I think friend, he's friend, friend of the show guy mentioned it's weird that they didn't keep the YouTube thing going after episode one. Yeah, it'd be a In neat framing way. device. Yeah, um, it'd be interesting to see so if they bookend the series with it. Maybe, 
Oh, it's weird to think next week's the finale, but it doesn't mm. feel like a finale. Which is good, I think, but at the same time, odd. Yeah, I, um, but I don't want it to be a big grand end thing. I just want it to be the end of the series. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, a big strong, a big strong story would be nice, just for a bit of spectacle of. Oh shit! Yeah, that's true. One, but I don't, saved, you know, I don't think a bit of heightened stake for the last one. Like, fair enough. I don't think we've had a problem with strong stories, so you know, oh, yeah, I, as, as long as we get another good. Good story with an emotional core. I I will be a happy man. Mm. I will be uh, as we... happy as a frog on a chair. <laughs> we got the two versions of villains that the show has done this year rolled into one in this episode. Yeah, we got the we got the you know living conscious alternate reality that was the it wasn't malevolent, it wasn't nasty, it wasn't domineering or or, or um, evil in any way. Just wanted to exist and and you know like get a taste of what the real of what real existence is. I just want a mate. Um, yeah, and essentially it was just like I want one of you to say you want two mates. Yes, said the frog. Yes, said the frog. That is exactly um, what the frog said in that voice. What does the frog say? Well, that's you know that 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 was great. So we got the villain with the grey area, albeit one who was going through things in kind of a creepy method, but. I don't think it realised that. No. But we also got a boo his villain with ribbons, which yes. I really liked. Creepy cannibal man, who, in probably the first shot of this series that made me go, <gasps> when the moths moved away from him. Yeah. And and he, he, the last one crawls out of his now oh, that was, gaping eye socket. That was really nice and gnarly. I enjoyed that. As, the, as, this, as this bluish, hued mostly nibbled up skeleton just lay there yeah that was like good that was creepy and the fact that all of his stuff was basically just cannibalism yeah like all of his references were like yeah i'd like to mm, eat you. tasty like, yeah, a couple of you are gonna get killed off and then i'm gonna eat you and take your gadget delicious like, knowledge delicious knowledge just proper freaky yeah that was great enjoyed that gnarly looking knife made out of bones Oh god! Did you notice that when you put the knife down? Yeah, like a hip bone. That was oh, oh. yeah. Oh, cracking art design there. It's all in the details. All yeah, in the details. Great. All the six-legged rats around his waist. Yeah, I think this week was the worst offender of the the weirdest trope this series has had. Which is it, every now and again a character stops to tell you what you've just seen. Um, it happens quite a lot in this one. The reflection was gone. He's got six. He's got six-legged rats on his belt. And there was a lot of that this week. Yeah, like, I, I, I can't say it's something that I that I've picked up on. Fair dues. I, I think if you revisit this series, you might. No, now I've said it, you might spot it. Maybe. It's very odd. It's happened a lot this series. Like things like something burst through the floor. It just burst through the floor. It's like yeah, we saw that. <laughs> you don't to, it, it some places the script feels a little handholdy, almost like they're hoping to explain it to younger viewers, but. In a way that isn't necessary because it's always handholdy off the back of a visual showing what they then say. Yeah, I suppose. So it's a bit odd, but I... this week I think this week was the worst offender for it. But I'll forgive it. I'll forgive it if I can just have a picture of Graham in a frame that says, "Oh, what's a nice looking fjord?" <laughs> is, it, is it a fjord? Um, uh, yeah, there's a nice. Yaz got, Yaz got stuck in a lot more this week, which I was very happy about. Yeah. Um. Loads of fuel think... for the Dr. Yaz shippers. Yeah. So much Dr. Yaz shipping fuel. I think the um, 
I think the Doctor's personality is pretty much solidified now. Yep. And I think we're looking at easily excitable child who every now and again remembers they're an adult. Yeah. Which, which I don't hate. Like, I kind of like it. <laughs> With a rock-solid moral core. Yeah. Like, th- there's a lot a lot this week of her being just very giddy and saying one-liners, but it's not in a place where it's like, oh, they're just trying to put something on a t-shirt. It was like, she's like a kid trying to impress someone. Yeah. It's like, that's kind of cute. Um, also, I can't wait till we get the episode about the Woolly Rebellion. <laughs> oh, God, that was such a weird line to open on. Can we can we talk about the frog in the room? I mean, the... The frog on the, the elephant, chair. The, the elephant on the chair. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, um, I liked the frog on the chair because it was I, just so... weird. <laughs> I... I think I would. I, I'm, this is coming from the nitpickiest place in the world. Yeah. Keep in mind, I spent five and a bit years of my life with very skilled puppeteers next to me, day in, day out. They could have got the lip sync better on that fucking frog. Oh yes, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Like, it was really jarring for me. I was like, "What the fuck is going?" It was on? a slight. Like, it was a slightly ropey creature effect, but it didn't consider, bother me. Considering the CGI, this series has been phenomenal. I would rather them use the CGI if their puppet skills are going to be like that. It, it might not have been CGI a skill ones. thing. It might have been the puppet. Maybe, but um, you, that's, you don't film that one. Then you, you go away and you work on it and get those shots separately and you use that for the wide. Yeah, maybe. It's just... I, I see where you're coming again, from. I see, and you, the mental and image was nice. You're not the only one who's, thought, who's, who's voiced that opinion, but it, honestly, I, I was cool with it. Because... The, for me, the visual was just so wonderfully and brilliantly incongruous. Yeah, the triangular rafters of the house in white. Yeah. With nothing beyond them leading to this chair. With a frog on a it. frog sat on it, talking in Grace's voice. And it straight up says, oh yeah, I just, I like frogs. Yeah. So I'm a frog now. <laughs> Which is just fucking brilliant! Right, fair enough. So, and I think it's one of those, like, I can... This is a show, I mean, not so much in its modern incarnation, but I have overlooked so many dodgy special effects for the lifetime of this show. <laughs> like, it's not going to start bothering me now, if I'm honest. Fair enough. Like, I get Fair it. Fair enough. <laughs> also, you, you are someone right now on a fan wiki somewhere or a fan blog is being like, well, actually, the uh, the universe was unstable and breaking down, so that's why the movement of the frog was unnatural and not limp-synced. So, there you go. There you Friend are. of the show, Phoenix, has uh, just tweeted, in fact... Complain all you want about the finale of a Doctor Who episode being a universe in the shape of a puppet frog. You lost. It's over. The episode aired with that glorious image in it. (laughs) And you all lose. Get wrecked, scrubs. Um, Uh, I love it. I I just, just the, just the absolute bonkersness of it. Oh, and also, (laughs) um, the first time, certainly in Doctor Who's history, and one of, probably one of the first times on on television where a blind character has been played by a blind actor. Yes, yeah, really good performance. Not not the most solid in the episode, but like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it just uh, she she portrayed really well, like the genuine confusion of a teen who has idolized their parents and hasn't quite realized that they're human yet. Yeah. Like that that stuff was fantastic. Some of her stuff, um, alone with Ryan wasn't the best. But as far as guest actors go, like 
she pulled you the fuck in. Yeah, Ryan was just began. kind of a dick in this for most of the episode. Yeah. And I was like, mm, um, I'm, I'm not a fan of you, Ryan. You've been a bit yeah. of a dick. Um, although I'll say this, one of the best bits of the episode was the one bit where the Doctor was, in front of everyone else, very serious. Yeah. Where she wrote out the map, unquote, on the wall. Doing something which felt very duplicitous, very, very sinister for the Doctor to do that because she but she was doing it for the sake yeah of, i um, think it, it, what was the character what was the character called hannah yeah hannah she was, she was doing it for the sake of her safety i think it, but it yeah. was like assume her father is dead like writing that on the wall so it was like oh god yes yeah. oh but I, I think the standout moment for the episode you know frog and all i think the standout moment for the episode was just i was i don't know about you but i was watching bradley walsh's face the moment the the, the alternate grace Oh, he'll, he'll like about Ryan. He'll be fine. He can look out. For yeah, himself. yeah, yeah. His face didn't change very much, but you could just see the character realize that's not her. Well, even before that, you see him start to mm. doubt it when they mention that Ryan's still still there, but she's begging him mm. to stay with her. Yeah, you can see that he's already sort of oh, this he's isn't thinking, right. And then that's the cincher. Like, yeah. that's the thing that makes him go, "I that, this isn't right. I have to go. Like, this isn't her. And it's, yeah, it's so wonderfully done. Um, and essentially ending the episode on just him being called Grandad and looking out over a fjord and smiling and going back to the TARDIS. <laughs> um, I think Graham, I think everybody's doing a great job overall. But I think Graham is probably the strongest thing to come out of this series. And... Bradley Walsh's performance is probably the strongest performance in the series at the minute. Yeah, probably. Um, you know, because because mostly because he's been given more to do. Yeah, but... I think he's he does have an advantage in the fact that he's just getting more to do. Yeah. Um, I mean, for Christ's sake, he packs a cheese and pickle sandwich in his pocket. An emergency cheese and pickle sandwich. <laughs> partly, partly because his blood sugar goes down. Mostly because he's annoyed that they don't stop off for food. <laughs> That was wonderful. Oh, so like, that was good. such a wonderfully mad thing. It's so good. It's some great. I love this show so I, much. I, I'm going to be sad to see them go um, next week, but at least we only have to wait like three weeks after that to see them again. Yes. So, so there is that down <laughs> down for that. Um, I I I may or not be uh, with company for next week's episode. Oh, I. oh yes. I, I, Why? I, what company? I will be. I I shall be in the fine company of some fellow Who fans for the finale. Ah, um, say no more. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, and I'm I also looking to join the channel. Don't. It's a sinking ship. Get out of there. Get oh out. no! <laughs> it's over. Oh um, my god! Imagine if you turned up in the final video. Anyway, um, it's me, isn't so... it? <laughs> Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? I know, right? Um, so, um, yeah. Yes, but you know what else I'm looking forward to? My man meets. The end of this episode, so I can go to bed. Yeah, that's but first, early tomorrow. Uh, yes, but first we've oh, got so we've sorry, got an email. We've got an email to do first. <laughs> you're a valiant man. Yes. Um, well, you're opening a show, woman. so, you know, it swings in roundabouts. Um, yeah, I've got to stay up now and write couplets. Mm, I've got to... mm, mm. <laughs> uh, so, uh, this one comes in from Tom... Yeah. Um, and this is his reaction to uh, 
that, that it takes you away. It takes oh, you away. Um, and he says, he says, Dear Chris and Matt, I'm going to sing the, I'm not going to sing the email, I can't be asked. Uh, <laughs> frog to who? <laughs> the setup was strong, but after they went through the mirror, I thought it all fell to pieces. And I had no idea what Ribbons was meant to be and what his intentions were and why he wanted the Sonic so much and why he was willing to die for it. Also, what was the point of including the string if they could just find their way back there with the, no consequences to it being cut? The solution to the episode was so poor. Just the Doctor figuring it out all in her head. It all just came to her, to sum it up, Deus Ex Machina. And I'm not really a fan of all these new backstories about the Doctor, i.e. I had seven grannies or a long time since I bought women's clothes. I hate to say it, but as we come to the end of the series, I've not been impressed by the writing nor the Doctor. I think it's a miscast, not because she's a woman. Nine episodes in and not a single one has stood out. For me, the qualities range from awful to average at best. I'm hoping I feel different about the finale. Otherwise, this will be the first New Who series that hasn't uh, had at least one episode I've loved other than Series 8. Uh, questions. What did you think of the frog? I think the effects team could have done a better job with the mouth movements, lining up with what it was saying. Yeah, I think we've covered that. I agree um, there. I yeah. think that it was. I think it was a really nice looking puppet, but but they maybe not as poseable as yeah, it could have been. Yeah. Once it came to the close-ups of it, and its mouth was not moving in sync to the dialogue, I was pretty upset about. That. Yeah, that was. Mm, but you don't know what stage of the production failed there, so it's difficult to say what exactly what went wrong. Um. Are you expecting something big in the finale? I think there's got to be something familiar, otherwise, more disappointment. Um, well, in the in the YouTube afterwards uh, TV trailer, a uh, TV spot, uh, there is a female voice talking to uh, presumably the character we saw, the, the the gentleman who looked panicked and was holding a gun. Yes, uh, it was an older lady's voice, and at the end of the trailer, not necessarily in reference to that voice. But possibly the doctor's looking off screen saying, I know that voice. And that's the end of the trailer. Mm. So I wouldn't be surprised if for the final week they did go, here's something from the past of the show, guys. It's the Rani. We're, no, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. We're going to tell a yeah, story yeah. using something that long-term fans will go, oh, that's awesome. And we're going to reintroduce it for new fans. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I'd be down for that. But at the same time... I also, Yeah, at the same time, I also wouldn't be surprised if they didn't bring anything new in. And I would also be fine with that. Yeah, I wouldn't... I'd bring anything old in, sorry. And I would also be fine with that. I wouldn't be surprised and I would not be disappointed. So I'm down for it. Whichever, whatever they've I'm got. I'm down to clown. Um, uh, after watching nine episodes, do you think this series has benefited from only being ten episodes long? I think it was fine at twelve and even better at thirteen. Apologies for all the negativity, but I just had really high hopes for series eleven. Love Tom Monte. Wow, wow, wow. Um, I have not. I'm, I'm sad. I'm sad you're not enjoying it. Yeah, Tom. I, I wish. I wish you could. I'm, I'm, uh, I get it. I get it though. Sometimes you just yeah. don't get stuff, and that, or, or enjoy stuff, and that's fine. It's, it's I'm because I'm really enjoying this season. Uh, I've, it's the first time I've really loved the show for a long time, like since season seven or eight. Yeah, the first time I've been I, like, oh, this is great, great stuff, rather than oh, Doctor Who's on, like to the point where I didn't even watch all of Capaldi's episodes. Like I just couldn't be bothered because it was, <laughs> it was, it it become a chore watching my favorite TV show had become a chore, um, and I haven't felt that about this about this series at all. Um, I've been excited for it, so, um, yeah, as a, as to the length of it, um. TV budgets are I'm difficult. Fine with 10. 
Yeah, I'm fine with ten. I if, if they get to look this gorgeous, I'm more than happy for ten. Well, there's been there's been a lot of of um, talk about there not being a, a new series till 2020. I don't. Has that been confirmed officially? I've seen a uh, not been confirmed. No. I, I've I've heard rumblings like inside about scheduling yeah. stuff. I'd rather not say because it's not my place. But um, I I wouldn't be surprised if we weren't seeing another one yeah. till at least a year from now. And I, on, honestly, but I, but I also think it's very much within them to bring one out sooner than that. So it's more a watch this space thing. Well, the the, um, the thing is that I have no, they're not, they're not keeping a release date back from everyone yeah. on purpose. I think it, it's an ongoing decision. Well, they announced the release date of this show, of this season very, very late. So, yeah. um, oh, yeah. but I think I, again, I, I have no way of knowing if this is the case, this is purely conjecture on my part, but I would think that there is there was more riding on this season of the show being a success than is publicly known. Yeah, I I, I honestly think I, I, if I, I I can uh, I can assure you not for knowing anything official, but I can assure you that that would be very very much true considering um, how much of a shift there was. Yeah, the fact that it. You know they they shifted to ten episodes. There was probably a big budget cut, hence the lo- the smaller season. Um, that I think the reaction to the Capaldi era was so mixed to poor um, that this if this had not been as popular as it's turned out to be, and I know there is a lot of people who don't like it because they keep shouting very loud about how they don't like it. Um, as they always do, you know, people are entitled to their opinion, but there are people who don't like it because they don't like it, and there are people who don't like it because it's got women in it. Um, so, you know, there's two different camps there, and one of those camps I'm not on board with. The other one, yeah, I can, I can get down with you. We can talk about this. Um, guess which one's which? Uh, I honestly think if this series had not gone down as well as it has, apparently, seemingly, in terms of uh, viewership and audience and reaction, I think we might not be seeing any more Doctor Who for a long time. But I would hope that... I don't think it's been confirmed yet, has it? But I would hope that there's another series coming after this. And the fact that the the, the show's future... Well, the fact... My belief that the show's future was riding so heavily on this season is why there's a big gap. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um... I'll say this, I'd be fine with 10 episode seasons going forward, but it'd be nice if uh, we got at least one two-parter. That would be nice. Yeah, just to give a... I'd like to see this team in a longer story. A big story that gets a bit more room to breathe. Yeah. Because I think, you know, 45-minute drama has been solidified as a format for long enough now that people can get those stories in and out. But Yeah, American television in the 90s kind of secured as a thing. But sometimes you just want to you just want to stretch out a little bit, yeah. So and and cliffhangers, it, it, you know, it'd be nice to get a few more. Considering this is one of the shows that popularized it and was used as a big example of it being a good storytelling yeah. device for a long time. And we don't we don't get the pre credits anymore, so we don't get that cliffhanger. Um yeah. But you know, I'll, I'll take what I can get. Um, Dirty these are, these, are, these are minor minor quibbles. Like, yeah. if I really want to see ridiculous pre-credits cliffhangers, I can just go and watch the Ambassadors of Death. Um, <laughs> that's fu- it's the only story they did that in, and it's fucking awful. <laughs> it's really weird. 
And I don't it like great, it. it? And, it. But I've still got four episodes of it to watch. Or is it three? Oh my God, is it you on your first watch of it? Yeah, I've never it's seen it before. It's a seven episode run, isn't it? To the point, yeah, all, all of that. Because all of season seven, apart from Spearhead, was seven parters. Because yeah. they again, it was oh. a budget thing. Because this, the future of the show was so uncertain, and yeah. and so and so heavily um, uh, banking on the success of that season that they had mu- much less budget, so they did longer stories, so they could reuse yeah, sets for, and things for like that. Longer tales, yeah. They could keep using the same sets and locations and costumes for weeks. Bloody yeah, hell. but so. also John. So yes, so much John. Uh, but yeah, Ambassadors of Death is fucking weird, man. Um, Look at the, the gentleman in the suit. I'm going to chop him on the neck. Um, but yeah. Anyway, that's that's Doctor Who for this week. That's this. That's the podcast for this week. Um, What's in Sam we, Hill? We will be back next week <laughs> for number one twenty nine with an as yet undecided range of topics and news. The news mainly because it hasn't happened yet. But until then, uh, you can of course. As always, reach us on bigdamncontact at gmail.com, at bigdamncast on Twitter. Uh, keep an eye on the YouTube, because I should, touch wood, hopefully, be finishing... Um... Don't do that, because we'll get demonetized. Hey. Touch wood on YouTube. Um, hey. Uh, I, I'm, hopefully, I'll be finishing Shadow of the Colossus this week. Um, really? I've, got, I've got three more colossi to, to defeat. So I'm hoping that I'll be able to get it done this week. And then I'm going to... Get all uh, international, and I'm gonna um, I'm gonna go all Japanese with Yakuza Four after I've done Shadow of the Colossus. So <gasps> nice. Uh, we I mean, sh- I mean um, cool. Yeah, cool. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, hopefully I'll get that finished this week, and we'll get some some Jap- Japan on uh, the week after. Um, <laughs> and then we'll be. Oh, it'll be Christmas before we know it, won't it? Um, Christopher, you open. Oh, you'll have opened by the time this goes out. Yeah, by the time this goes out, we'll have done a week of school shows. And if you're listening to this on Thursday, we're about to have opening night tomorrow. If you're listening to this on YouTube on Friday, hey, guess what? I'm on stage right now. Hey! Um, um, tell so, the good people yeah. uh, where they can buy tickets if they should wish to. If you wish to travel to Lincoln to watch me prat about in a hellscape of my own making. Um... <laughs> New Theatre Royal Lincoln.co.uk is where you can buy tickets to Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, starring uh, me and X Factor's Amelia Lilly, who's bloody brilliant. Hey! Barney Harwood from The Pranker Patrol and The Blue Peter. The Blue Peter. And, and a wonderful, wonderful cast uh, with some amazing dancing and fantastic singing. Sorry, what was that? And fantastic singing. Just checking. And um, if you ever wanted to see some like aerial ribbon acrobatics in a theatre that will blow your freaking mind, come and watch this show. Oh, I'm intrigued now. Yeah, do you remember the fire breathing last year? Ah, uh, yeah. They've they've decided that they're going to keep like putting something in every year that'll make you go, wait, they did not just fucking do that. Ah, neat, neat. So, ah, I'm looking forward yeah. to that then. Hee <laughs> Um. Yes, and for those who are, who are just sort of on the CBBC head posting out show posting side of it, all they were like, I want to come see it for you and Barney. We're not the only CBBC people who make an appearance. <gasps> Come along, you little shits. <laughs> <laughs> Come along, you little shits. See you next time, fuckers. <laughs> Let's neg our audience. See how that works for us. Okay, guys, and gals, and uh, those of. Um, 
Blue Agenda. See you next time. Bye-bye.